So, hey, looky there, it's Caden Stetler and Robin Vote with Com Cheddar. I haven't listened to them since I was prospecting out on Subterrell. How's it going, Rebels and Blockaders? Welcome back to another episode of Com Chatter with your host, Caden Stetler. And Robin Vote here, back in New England after a busy time down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at Celebration Lancaster. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, I guess we'll, we can jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Celebration Lancaster was two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks. <clears throat> yeah, it's already been two weeks. <laughs> I feel like it was just yesterday. I know. So if it was your first time listening uh, and you haven't heard about Celebration Lancaster yet, essentially what we did was gave you the Celebration experience right here in your backyard. We had vendors. We mm-hmm. had live streams of Celebration Chicago. Um, we had lightsaber school we had gaming Mm. areas we had prizes raffles all that great stuff and it was all of course to benefit the homeless here at lancaster yeah and we had a great time uh i can't even begin to tell you i mean there's so many stories uh from that day that were just incredible um but first robin like why don't you talk about some of your experiences you had and what your major takeaways were from it yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, I think the major takeaway from it was not only how much money was raised for the homeless in Lancaster, but number two, the interaction and watching people um, in the Sabre Academy, watching people check out all of the fantastic uh, raffle prizes that were out there, too. I mean, I, I had so many people walk up to me and say, is that seriously Stephen Stan autographs over there? And is that seriously a shock trooper helmet? I was like, yeah, you know, go put in your your dollar and and try to win this thing because it's going to help benefit Mm -hmm. the homeless. And you're going to walk out with a little something if if, if all works out the way you want it to. So I think, number one, that was my biggest takeaway was the fan side of it, you know, getting to see their faces, see all the all the smiles from all the people who came to Celebration Lancaster as they were walking around. And of course, Sean Bradley, big shout out to him. Uh, coming out as old Luke and being in front of the forest tree and pictures and everything. I mean, come on, mate. Come on, guys. That that is the number one best part of the celebration experience. And I think the second thing was getting to, uh, as R2 speaks in the background. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It works. It works. Um, Just getting to hear all the people walking up to the Brick City booth and People walking over through the entrance and saying, hey, you know, this is our first time going to a Rebel Cause event. Or, hey, look, Brick City's here. We've been listening to them for a couple of years now. And getting to have those interactions with people. And one of the things I never told you, Caden, and one of the, one of the comments a lot of people said was, oh, my goodness. You know, I never associated the two with each other. Like, it, it, you know, people in Pennsylvania who know about Rebel Cause Lancaster and been following what you're doing and never made the connection of, oh, my goodness, I listened to the podcast that they are kind of brothers and sisters with at the same time. And they're both in the building with us today. And there were so many mm-hmm. different people that came up to me and said, what a small world. What a yeah. small world. And it's so great to hear these things. There were so many people that were just so happy to be there. And the, the really cool thing was like, even after I saw on Facebook people posting about it that I guess didn't know that I was putting it on or whatever, that yeah, I was mutual yeah. friends with like, oh, I'm so mad that I didn't get to go. <clears throat> and, you know, just seeing people come in and like checking out the force tree. Yes. Um, I actually saw some people with profile pictures now, like oh, from the nice. event, which was really cool. <laughs> like with the awesome. force tree and then, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and shout out to Telus 360 and Wonderful. Bill Speakman Wonderful. for hooking us up with the amazing room and just giving us everything we needed for the day. It was yeah. fantastic. We had yeah. everything we could possibly need and both of our crews did an amazing job getting set up and just making sure we were good and 
there was just oh man I, I one of the biggest things that happened uh which was pretty incredible uh, mm. this woman came up to me and she said hey i've i wanted to talk to you i've been a big fan of rebel cause for a couple of years now uh through you like donating to water street mission i was like oh thank you so much and she's like i've been a star wars fan for you know pretty much my whole life mm. and i just wanted to tell you i actually found out about you guys through water street i was like oh that's fantastic and she's like because i actually just got out of there two weeks ago wow and so she had gone full circle with the mission and you know went in with nothing and was able to build herself up and that was just really cool that was a really really cool takeaway you know that this woman had known us through that and that's the whole point you know yeah, it is actually seeing be- people built back up is just amazing yeah knowing <laughs> that your hard work and time and the folks who have come out to countless and countless events that you've done down there that that that's where their money is going it's going to help individuals like that who have that realization that you know what this is my best pathway to a, a safer and better life and knowing that rebel <laughs> cause contributed to that I, I think the people of pennsylvania people of new hampshire who came down and, and just everybody who's involved in this community in terms of star wars who showed up at celebration lancaster there there's there's your example right there of where everything is going towards and why caden works so hard along with the rest of the rebel cause crew to make sure that people like that have those experiences and have those opportunities to really turn things around in their lives yeah no it was just such an amazing amazing day and we actually just had the experience to have so many star wars fans together yes and just enjoying you know trailers and new footage of uh fallen order the game mm-hmm. and just uh, it was it was so cool like i i took a couple minutes and just was able to just walk around and kind of take everything in and that was yes. really really cool and uh just meeting people and it was funny you know like as we're walking out there's random people that see like you know the lightsabers and stuff are carrying out and like i met a guy outside who was just like i i custom build lightsabers i'd love to talk to you and get get you on the raffle off and i was like there you go that's how it happens man that's how it happens and then uh we actually and it well first off shout out to matt spats i'm sure he'll hey hey mike moriarty likes it but you messed up spatel matt spatel is from home one hangouts and he came and hung out with us for the event it was so cool to have him down there it was first time we met but awesome. you know you meet another star wars fan and you're just brothers right away you know there's no kind of getting to know the person it's just like what's so up true. man star so wars true. let's do it you know <laughs> and he just fit right in with all of us and you know hopefully next year for celebration lancaster 2020 which is going to happen uh officially announced a couple days ago but it's going to be at telus again for sure home one hangouts will be able to be an even bigger part of it and hopefully mr mike moriarty can make it yes uh, which would be awesome hopefully we can just get more you know other star wars groups out with us uh you know shout out to we had some five of first people rebel legion mando mm-hmm. mercs mm-hmm. there shout out to the saber legion pennsylvania for coming out as well we had a couple people make it out we're definitely looking forward to doing more with them they are a they're not a choreography group um Mm -hmm. which i think is cool i always love the groups that do like the real sword fighting you know right they try to learn actual sword fighting which is just really cool to me so we look forward to getting to know them better and just everybody we met that day it was really really an incredible experience and we super look forward to doing it again next year and uh, we can't thank everybody enough for helping us raise all the money that we did one of the other things i just want to say is just Everybody, home one hangout, Matt being there, some of the conversations we had with Matt, you know, I never had the opportunity to really interact with him before, 
but like you said, Kate, it was like family. You know, I, one of the best moments that I remember is right at the beginning as we're waiting backstage to hop up on the stage and to say our little spiel in front of the people that were in the room at that time. It's just that feeling of, okay, you're not addressing like a bunch of people that you really don't know, but every, everybody in that room felt like family that you were addressing and having oh, that up there and, and the entire crew. I just love being up on stage and just having side conversations and having people come up on stage. I think there were some really, really great Star Wars conversations that happened when you allowed the fans up to talk. And oh, those yeah. are the moments that we consistently reflect on. Yeah, that's always cool to bring people up. And actually, it was fun. I uh, totally put my mom on the spot. Yes, she did. Brought her up on stage. And it was just fun to have her come up and talk. You know, she. Yeah doesn't know a ton about star wars but you know i've made her pretty much watch them all and <laughs> it was just fun to bring her up and let her you know kind of make her talk i guess because you know she was all she's getting up and she was like oh what are we just going to talk on recording and i was like nope and i turned the microphone on and i'm like hey so i was like talking to the whole room it was pretty funny that is awesome that is awesome and your mom had a lot of fun with it and got very emotional and i think the oh, room yeah. feel that energy too oh absolutely and uh, yeah, so we'll have more pictures here to come in the yeah. next week or so um, from the event. And can't wait to show you guys and can't wait for next year. It's going to be awesome. So we have not had the opportunity to sit down officially, just me and you here, and talk mm. about this trailer, mm. uh, which is arguably the biggest part of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, yeah. There were some other awesome trailers, but I'm definitely the most excited for Episode Nine. Um, hands down, I think it was the best teaser from the sequel trilogy. Agreed. Um, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which mm -hmm. is just build a ridiculous amount of hype. Um, <clears throat> I was excited the whole way through. You know, they caught me right away with the, the voiceover from Luke and, of course, Ray flipping over that TIE fighter, oh, yeah. which was awesome. But that last shot, man, you know, it was something I was not expecting whatsoever. And just hearing the Emperor laugh, I oh man I uh I freaked out I really did I was running around my house screaming. <laughs> Can I give a shout out to Resistance Broadcast quickly? Because recently on their T Public page, they have what, probably one of the best T shirt designs to come out with Episode Nine coming right around the corner too. Is it says Shivi Babes the cackle is back, and uh, <laughs> I think that's probably one of the greatest things. I like I love listening to the end of that trailer but shout out to resistance broadcast john huey the entire crew from star wars news net you guys just knocked it out of the park Sheevy babes man it's 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 perfect that's hilarious but yeah i mean this trailer man uh, there not a day goes by when i have to go back and i have to look at something and i and i feel like it's a lot like the force awakens trailer when we really did not know anything heading into the first film jj abrams has done that again now heading into the last film in the sequel trilogy and I don't know how you feel, but I feel like every time I go go through this trailer and I watch every segment, I'm like, hold on, I'm picking up on something new. I have to pause it. I have to look. I have to see which characters are involved. And there's just something new every time. And I think JJ has done such a great job with this trailer specifically of making us fans be like, okay, I'm not setting any expectations for myself, but I'm setting the actual expectation deep inside of myself as... This thing is gonna gonna give every bit of Star Wars it has to. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like I loved Episode Eight and Seven, mm -hmm. but I think this definitely has the potential to be the best of the sequel trilogy. Sure, by far. <clears throat> you know they're wrapping up all these loose ends, and we're just 
really in store for this amazing experience. And I think a lot of the expectations with eight are going to be kind of turned around, not in a retcon kind of way, sure. but I think we were led to believe some things that probably aren't true or just are true from a different point of view. Um, and it's going to be pretty cool to see. It's, I'm really excited to see how they wrap up the Skywalker saga. And I mean, even just the name, brings up more questions than anything the rise of skywalker what, what do they mean by it yeah what does that even mean because yeah. i mean besides leia all the skywalkers are gone right and i mean is kylo kind of fitting in that box i, I don't know yeah i think this is probably part of the deeper conversation which is not necessarily the breakdown of the trailer but the overall concept of the name the rise of skywalker and i love kevin smith man i absolutely love what he came out and said he's like dude is Skywalker like the next line of Jedi and Ray is going to lead them because of the legend of Luke. And I love what he said with uh, Ralph Garman recently. Yeah. And I think everybody's kind of taken that and run with it. And so many different podcasts out there. I could shout out about a million different names have talked <clears throat> about it as, as a concept in <clears throat> my mind, in my mind, I don't think it means that I think number one, what did JJ say from the beginning? We're trying to wrap up the Skywalker saga so to make it the rise of skywalker kind of turns it on its head and says okay what the heck does he mean by this and he's gonna have a creative way of doing it do i see it necessarily and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this Caden. do i necessarily see it as being the rise of luke once again as a force ghost or the rise of ray being a skywalker no i think it's something deeper than that i really do yeah i i don't want it to be called like the Skywalkers is the new thing. Um, yeah. yeah. The new order. I, I, I mean, it's cool, but I, I don't really want that. I, my questions are it just it, with Palpatine being back, it, it yeah. does have something to do with Anakin, you know, being the chosen one, maybe taking him out again. Does this completely flip the script on what Kylo meant when he was speaking to the helmet? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I'll finish what you started. It was he talking about killing Palpatine, you know, it, there's so many, like we said, there's just a million questions. Yeah, and I think the one thing that we can pull away from all of this, and I'm just saying this as, as somebody who's really read into the novels, into the canon as well, is the more and more that I read about Snoke, the more I think he was the ultimate puppet of, of Palpatine in, oh, yeah. in so many different ways. I think you and I had even talked about that either on the first or second episode of Com Chatter, is this whole concept that, yeah, Snoke definitely is not the leader in all of this, that the presence that everybody had felt within the outer rim was not Snoke, the person that Thrawn even felt, even when speaking to the emperor, that, that dark presence. No, that's something that Palpatine was building upon because he knew his downfall was later on down the road. And he knew that he could cheat death much like Plagueis taught him yet again. So I, I, I don't know if there's something deeper to that. And that's what <clears throat> Abrams wants to play off of. But I think we're going to see some stuff that we've never seen before in star Wars and I think that it's going to play its way into the canon that almost in much of us Legends fans, we're going to get that kind of feel from it, which is going to be really cool. Yeah, I think with this last movie, it's going to make us look at the entire saga completely differently. Yeah. Like yeah. it'll really be something special um, that will make us go back and look at episode one and say, oh, wait, this connects all the way to nine. And, you know, just all these little pieces that just finally fit together and everything will make sense. What do you think? No the pressure, JJ. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure at all. JJ. Like, Kate, let me ask you, what do you think the relevance of Jakku is going to be 
in in the final <clears throat> episode here? What do you feel? I think they could go back to Jakku. Um, they keep joking about it, and I'm, I feel like JJ yeah, they, wants to yeah. turn that joke into something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I it could have something to do with the observatory. Sure. You know, that's kind of been something lingering there this entire time. Right. Um, whether that has to do with just, uh, I think in uh, what's what's the last book? Empire's End. Yes. <clears throat> it was it was a map like they were there was maps that to the unknown regions there correct right right that's what gallius rex really wanted to get his hands on yeah so like they could go there and find you know some maps to something or it could have something that, it probably has to do with palpatine sure at, at this point you know so yeah i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i don't want to speculate on it too much i guess sure of course because i want to be surprised but it's probably something pretty straightforward you know we we know a decent bit about Jakku and mm -hmm. in Star Wars fashion, it would make sense to go back to Tatooine in the last film or not Tatooine, but like, it's like going back to Tatooine in the last movie, sure. you know, like a new hope to return to the Jedi. But yeah. What, what about you? I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I think Jakku is going to be used more as a plot point rather than something that's going to tie this entire sequel trilogy all together. Um, I don't see it as being the be all end all place. I think that there's going to be a lot more action that's going to happen on additional planets. And JJ said that we're going to explore once again, new planets and some familiar ones in this last film. And it makes sense. I mean, everybody has speculated on the idea and healthy speculation about Tatooine. Are they going to go back there because of Anakin? Are they, and now with Palpatine, knowing that they, there's definitely some deep presence that involves Palpatine and Anakin and Shmi on on Tatooine and everybody else that resided there, including Luke, is that a major plot point in this? And I don't think so. I think that JJ has his own way of playing around with these planets and the storyline in a way that as Star Wars fans, we're going to be more than approved, more than feeling approved that are better wording. We're going to feel much better about the product that we end up with. If he's able to, balance all of these new places with the places that we're familiar with i think that that's the end goal in all of this and whether ray wants to return to jakku and there's something there for her i think maybe she she'll go there and seek answers who knows but I, again much like you i don't want to speculate too much he's got a plan and i really don't want to ruin the execution of that with all these uh all these preconceived ideas oh yeah i'm the biggest i'm just so curious on what <clears throat> we are going to see as the last shot as it fades to black of the whole Skywalker saga. Mm. You know, we'll, mm. we'll, I hope to, you know, think back when I'm in the theater to right now and just, you know, you see that last shot because you know it's going to be the little closing circle. <laughs> right. Like right. all the Star Wars movies are. It closes in that little circle at the end and cuts to the credits. It's going to yeah. be cool to see. It's, it really it, it, it's a exciting and, you know, I guess melancholy time because you know star wars that we've known for this long is coming to an end you know there's most likely will not be an episode 10 11 and 12 which is fine mm, mm. um i'm still big in that uh big on the fact that i really want kylo to come back i know uh, you're you're, you're you're on the redeem really you're that. on the redeem train and a yeah. lot of people are joining that train with you my friend yeah i want that pretty bad i think that would be really cool and then that's how we could get more 
from this line. You know sure. what I mean? It's it's not a Skywalker. You know, he is a solo, Ben Solo. That's 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 kind of where I'm at. I, I would if they're gonna keep doing movies, I think Kylo would be a good character to have. Uh at was well, Ben, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I've said it so many times, but he's such a compelling character, especially if he would return to the light, you know. For for the sake of the film, if Palpatine is back. You really cannot have Kylo Ren as the big bad because Palpatine is the big bad. <laughs> he oh, yeah. is the big bad. So having him be redeemed and leaving that empty space for Palpatine to really consume and to take over the film as the puppet master, I think makes absolute sense. I'm not in terms of I, I don't want him to be redeemed. I think if he dies in the hands of Palpatine, I think it would mean a lot to me. Um, if he was to go out rather than Ray, Poe, or any of the others, I think in the hands of Palpatine, knowing that he is the grandson of Darth Vader, I think that that would be very, very cool. But it's it's one of those fine plot lines that you have to look at and say, okay, the redeemed factor is cool, and I think I'd be fine with either approach. See, I think the only way I would be a little disappointed if it was him just sacrificing himself because that's too Vader. You know oh, I agree. I mean? that's, that's a little too work. Anakin. Yeah. If he's going to die, he needs to be evil, in my opinion. Mm. And if he's mm. going to come back to the light, I think he needs to live. Because right. <clears throat> my biggest thing is, like, if, if he dies, the Skywalker lineage just ends on such a downer. It really like, it, it really would. You know? <laughs> it's not the way we want it. but And they're dead. Like that's essentially <laughs> what it would be. It's like those videos you see everybody dies. Then it says filmed by George Lucas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want that at all. You don't want that at all. What, what are the other things I want to ask you about Caden? And something that's been kind of running on my mind. And I'm going to be talking to details coming up here on a make the jump podcast about it. Cause we'd had a discussion about it too. Is Poe Dameron, the character of Poe, because this is a character that originally was supposed to be killed off and was yeah. one other than Harrison Ford, who wanted to be killed off as Han Solo. Um, you know, Poe was supposed to be killed off early on, and now he's made it all the way through to three films. I don't know why I have a feeling, and this is just this is just an idea, that there's some deep connective tissue with Poe and his family, because it was discussed at the Episode Nine panel. It was on stage there that Stephen Colbert looked over at him and said, well, let's talk a little bit about Poe Dameron's mother and father, which we've seen in the canon. You don't ask questions like that unless there's something deeper to it. And I feel like they're not done with his story just yet. No, I, I think we're going to see Poe as uh, essentially the leader of the resistance. Yeah. <clears throat> or the rebellion, you know, whatever they call it at this point, because, you know, Luke said the rebellion's reborn today. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, in place of Leia, of course, I think Leia will be in the background a little bit. Uh, just sure. Due to the fact that we, you know, there is only so much footage with Carrie. Um, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see him really take that leadership role that we kind of saw at the end of episode eight. Yeah. And really just go with it, you know, and be the leader that the resistance needs. And even more so than, oh, mm-hmm. really excited to learn more about Finn. Yes. Because the last two movies have essentially been him running or trying to run in some way. And I think, you know, they flat out said it on the panel that Finn has really found his place and he is a full fledged resistance fighter now, which is great. 
which is great. And he's got his own clothes, you know. <laughs> he finally That's has his beat. own clothing. He's not wearing black pants that are all beaten up anymore. Exactly. So he, you know, he's his own man now, and it's it's going to be cool to see that character, you know, really flourish. Uh, because you know there was that moment during episode eight where he's in the skim speeder flying towards that. Uh, yeah, that it was big gun uh, called. It was a first battering order ram battery cannon. ram cannon. Yeah. When we thought he was going to die for a minute, I was like, you know what? Okay. If that if that's how yeah. his character went out, I would have been okay with it. Good point. But I'm glad that he didn't. Yes. You know, yeah. and I'm excited to see his character really, really uh, come into himself now. Yeah. Yeah. That and it's just going to be cool. You know, that my secret wish for the end of Star Wars, as we know it, would be that it, it cuts to some point in the future at the end of the film. You know, this is okay. So this is my ideal ending. It's Kylo Ren a little older. Well. Ben Solo a little older being redeemed mm -hmm. and with a bunch of younglings, you know, he's training these new Jedi and R2 and 3PO are there telling the story of the Skywalkers because, you know, it would pay homage to the fact that C3PO always said he was, you know, no good at telling stories, which we kind of saw in episode six. He was telling sure, stories to the Ewoks sure. and stuff. George always said that Star Wars was from the perspective of R2. Very good. Yeah, that's right. I just think it'd be really, really cool. There was a, there was some comic book at one point where somebody found it's like really far in the future on some underdeveloped planet and a force sensitive mm -hmm. kid finds C-3PO's body and a lightsaber. Hmm. It's like Luke's lightsaber. So I'll have to find it. And 3PO is on like a loop, like half destroyed, just telling the story of what happened. Wow. And I always thought that was a really cool story. That is cool. It's very George Lucas like too, which yeah. which which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean maybe that boy's broom boy. You know, maybe he goes and he's sweeping around with using the force, and he finds C three PO sitting there, almost like when you drop a Samsung Galaxy S eight in the toilet and you don't know what to do with it because it's replaying the same youtube video you've had on for the last two hours not saying i've had experience with that but it, it it's one of those things that you know it's like okay what do i do with this guy he's telling me this crazy story and then we like cut out and then you just hear him talking about like darth vader and this and luke and that and, and that's how it goes out that would be that would be amazing yeah no for sure i don't know jj you, you got some work to do buddy you, you better you better do it right no better do it right <laughs> <laughs> I trust JJ, man. I think he's going to do a great job. Me too. I'm excited. Me I'm excited too. to see what he does. Cannot wait. Well, originally thinking around the idea of breaking down that trailer that we saw, I, but I think the only other part of that trailer I just want to quickly discuss before we put a lid on this episode here, Caden, is there was one part that really stuck out to me the most. And other than Palpatine at the end and seeing the Death Star to lying in ruins and whatever was left. I have to say the one scene that really grabbed my attention was when we were looking at Leia and Ray hugging and a tear rolls down. Ray's oh my face. gosh. Yeah. That shot. And <laughs> that's why I'm closing with it. And I feel like in that moment, we obviously saw in the force awakens a scene where Ray was hugging Leia after they found out about Han and everything. I'm starting to wonder if that scene in particular is like a, a an in memoriam scene for everyone. If we're if that's not them looking or visiting where Han was buried, or in in that moment with Leia, it's kind of a tribute to 
everybody from the original trilogy in that moment. I, I think that JJ's going to play something precisely in this film where just emotions are going to let go. And I feel like that moment in the trailer is what he has planned. Yeah, I've, I've heard some interesting stuff about how Han is going to play into this film. And yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm just, I'll, I'll talk about it. So if you, if you don't want to know about it, maybe don't listen for a minute or skip a minute ahead here, guys. I'll put a sound effect in. Right now. I heard something that Luke basically shows Kylo a vision. Mm. And it's of Han and Han communicates with Kylo through a vision, whether it's actually Han or just Luke, you know, doing that. Yeah. That would be really, really interesting. To, wow. to see Han come back into play. I mean, we've heard rumors of him doing so, you know, in eight and all that, but I, I would love for them to touch on Han one more time before the end of the saga, for sure. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense too, because what does Luke say to Ben? If you strike me down, I will always be with you. Exactly. And that's just like the way, father. just like your father. And that's the way to haunt him. That's the real way to haunt him is by showing him what where he went wrong in so many different ways. So I agree. I, I've, I've seen that one. I saw that one actually. I think it was popping around Star Wars on Reddit. And uh, I came across that whole concept. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that that would be very J.J. Abrams-like. And I think in terms of the plot, I mean, oh, man, that would be ghostly and everything that Star Wars should be. Caden. Robin. I think we've come to that time of the show. Plug time? You go first, Robin. I always go first. This is for you, buddy. <laughs> Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. <clears throat> Check me out on Instagram at the official vote. Hey, www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening at the podcast network and in a galaxy not too far away. Patreon to support the network. T Public to rock the network. And of course, our Galaxy of Joy program. You hear me talking about it all the time, bringing smiles to kids' faces in hospitals around the country every cent at a time through our friends over at Starlight Children's Foundation. How about you, Caden? You can find Rebel Cause at Rebel Cause Lancaster on Facebook and Instagram under that name. You can find us on rebelchatter.com where we have our podcast, which is the official podcast for Rebel Cause with me and my father. And you can find us, of course, on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Com Chatter from your friends at Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and Rebel Cause Lancaster. For Caden Stetler, this is Robin Vogt. We'll talk to you soon, folks. And as we always say, hey, may the force be with you. Always. You sure about that? Most of the time. Most of the time. That might be how it works. I don't know. Are you sure about that? No. See, that wasn't so bad. If you must listen to a podcast, it may as well be Brick City Blockade. May the force be with you always.